everybody, Stereos Coconos. Uh, what you're about to hear is the first episode of The Lime and the Coconos, a new show with me and Lime Jinjo, aka WeezerFan420, aka Boo420. If you want to hear future episodes, you can join our Patreon for just $2 at patreon.com slash stereos. You'll also get an episode of Christery every month. You'll get additional bonus content every month, and you'll have access to three years of bonus episodes. I don't want to promise that we're going to do uh, The Lime and the Coconuts every month, but we're going to do them as often as we can because I really enjoy talking to this little kid. Oh, my God. He's so cute. Wait till you hear him. You're going to love him. All right, goodbye. The Lime and the Coconuts. <laughs> is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Okay. I'm going to name some cartoons. Tell me if you've heard of them. All right. And I want you to be honest with me. Okay. Have you ever heard of the Biker Mice from Mars? I'm baffled that I haven't. I don't mm. know anything about the Biker Mice from Mars. Okay. Have you ever heard of the Samurai Pizza Cats? What the fuck did you watch as yes, a kid? Exactly. Was this See, like seventies PBS? This was very. These cartoons were very popular and very common. Now I know I mentioned this on Twitter, but before I'd mentioned it, had you ever heard of the Cowboys of Moo Mesa? Nope. Okay. Not until this moment. All right. Well, first off, I guess it's time for me to break out the Wikipedia. All right, because now I know that the cow and cowboy stood for something. Cowboys of Moo Mesa. Yes, they were called the Wild West Cowboys of Moo Mesa. Now, cow is actually an acronym. C-O-W, standing for, let's see, the hell did the cow stand the for? The C Got stands it. for cock, but I don't know what the rest stands for. You be nice! I will send this to your mom! I'm sure she could find this on her own. No, I will. I, you know what? I hope she can. I hope she's paying attention to you. She listened to one of the episodes I was on. The cow stands for Code of the West. Led by Marshall Moo Montana, the cowboys also included the Dakota Dude and the Colorado Kid. Marshall Moo Montana and his deputies had their hands full with various ruffians and outlaw gangs that plagued their otherwise peaceful planet. It the only corrupt- had. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Uh, you can continue. No, I'm sorry. I just, I'm just very. Can you tell how excited I am to read this? You really must have loved the Wild West C O W boys of Mumesa. It stood for Code of the West, but they were also cows. They were cows with guns, and they were running around on planets. Look at them. They're the cowboys of Mumesa. It kind of. Ma- it it mm-hmm. looks very very odd. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm looks telling like, you. Looks like some shit you'd be into, yeah. I mean. Yeah, we were all into it. Okay, just before this, you're telling me about someone named Dr. Disrespect. You you brought him up first. I just told you he cheated on his wife. That is hysterical to me. Because <laughs> it's like. When, cheating on your spouse is hysterical to you, Asterios? Because it's just. Let me tell you why it's funny. <laughs> because my entertainment. Was things like, hmm, wait, uh, the Samurai Pizza Cats, the Biker Mice from Mars. Okay, hold. Rude Dog and the Dweebs. Rude Dog and the Dweebs. I'm going to pull them up now. Were there any cartoons you watched as a kid that weren't forgotten by time? No, I think, 
No, I mean, I think this is, I think this is kind of how it goes. What you think? Twenty years from now, everybody's going to be losing their their s over over uh, uh, Johnny what not t- t- Timmy Turner and the Timmy and Jimmy Jimmy Neutron. I think they- Fairly Odd Parents will be remembered in the future. I mean, it's been going since like. 1999 or something. Yeah, but I used the Fairly Odd Parents to get to Jimmy Neutron by way of the Jimmy and Jimmy, Jimmy Neutron Power ended Hour. like over a decade ago, so it clearly right. is being remembered. This is well, but what I'm saying is, 20 years from now, some someone's gonna go. I used to watch a show called Jimmy Neutron about a little boy genius, and he's gonna be saying that to another to someone who's. Someone else, and that person's not going to believe it. Just like you can't believe in Rude Dog and the Dweebs. Wait, let's watch the trailer. All right, all right. (laughs) Yo, dudes, get rude. What's up with his eyes? Those are sunglasses. No, but like one of them's like pink and one of them's black. Oh. Does he have a disease? Dogs get pink eye. They do. You gotta that be was, careful. That was a good rude, intro. Rude dog is rude dog is very rude. I'm just warning you. Wait, now let's watch the Cowboys Boom Mesa intro. Oh hell yeah. Solve your problems with violence, cowboys. They had real guns? Yes. Oh you your stuff's That's not crazy. allowed to have guns? Not a lot of it now. Oh. My cartoons was non-stop gun violence man that's awesome yeah it's, it was pretty cool wow kidding me so that's fun see that's what you your generation you we la- missed out you're all terrified you're you're like you're just you're hiding in your discord and you're watching other people play video games because you're too scared what if i play the video game bad me my generation's just a bunch of cowboys at Moon Mesa. We're rude, dog. You're the dweebs. You couldn't even play video games in your day and age. Have you tried to play some of those old NES games? That shit's impossible without save stating. Trust me. No, well, what did we have to do? Game it was Genie. Ju- well, A, yeah, that Game Genie actually was incredibly helpful. Thank God that Genie. That Genie came to our rescue plenty of times. But... The other thing was, it was like, well, games were so expensive. Like, remember, the price of games hasn't really changed, but inflation has. Like, Mm -hmm. in the 80s, like, when we bought a game, it cost $50, which is probably like $100 now. So it was like, is this game game hard? Good. Like, are you going to be playing this game for 100 hours? Good. That means it's a good game because it's like if I could beat it right away, I just wasted my 50 bucks. Yeah. Back, like your games are only a couple hours long. Our games are like, we're pissed if they're not like 20 hours at least. You, well, but it's weird because you guys are playing this Dark Soul shit now where like the whole point is that you're just running around. Like, and it's, you're learning like some sort of impossible joystick sword fighting skill now. It's weird. Yeah. Are you good at that? I've never played Dark Souls, but, um, I mean, I've gotten my fair share of money out of Doom. Oh, wait, a new Doom game just came out. It's not come out yet. It's coming out on the 20th. I know, because I pre-ordered the, like, $180 collector's edition with the helmet. I'm excited. Okay. I love Doom. Okay, hold on, hold on. 
Can you tell me exactly what to Google to find this $180 thing? Uh, just look up Doom Eternal Collector's Edition and it should come up. Okay, okay. Doom Eternal Collector's Edition. But that $200. No, well, yep, you weren't. I thought that might have been comic exaggeration. I see now that it wasn't. Nope, yeah, okay. it's $200 and it's sold out in most places, so a lot of people are scalping it. Oh my, are you going to flip this thing? No, because I love Doom. I'm going to wear that helmet all the time. Okay, let's see what this comes with. How big is this helmet? Uh, It's like sized so that it can fit on a normal person's head. Oh, do you have a normal sized head? Yeah, I'd like to think so. I'm not George okay. Lopez. Wait, is George Lopez known for having a massive head? Have you never seen the George Lopez sitcom that aired all the time at like 4 a.m. on Nick at night? Well, now I'm going to Google the George Lopez show giant head. Okay. They would have like these sequences where George would like talk about his childhood and like all of the characters would like, they just like superimpose George Lopez, like current face, like adult George Lopez's face <sighs> on yeah. a child's body. And it was fucking terrifying. No, I see this. No, you're right. No, they did do this. This is scary. Oh, yeah. my God. Yep. You see, now let me tell you what we had to do in my day. When we wanted to look like kids, we had to do this thing called Dorfin. Do you know who Dorf is? No. Of course you don't. This is Dorf. What we had to do was we would have to get down on our knees. And oh, then put shoes on our knees. And that's how we said we're small. And we would put our legs in like a green screen sack. And then we'd go out into the world. Let me see if I can find Dorf walking around like an asshole. <clears throat> all right. Now, for the iron shot itself. Now, first of all, you want to keep your feet to parallel with the ball. You play a little off of this foot here. Then we're going to keep our shoulders, of course, just straight across here. We're going to keep our head right above the ball here. I like how the title of the video is Sketch Comedy Gold. It is Sketch Comedy Gold. Look at Dorf. Look at him. It's falling around. This was one of the most successful VHS cassettes of its era. Dorf I can see that. on Golf sold millions. Dorf on Golf made a lot of people. A lot of money, okay? Millionaires from this. Yes! He's got a Swedish accent. He's like, I'm a dwarfer. I'm a dwarfer. I got a love of the golfer. Wow, what a cool dwarf man he is. Look Lime how short joke. he is. It's funny. Laugh. Let's all laugh. <laughs> Lime Jinjo, you speak with respect about dwarf, okay? I No, I am. I am. This is how I speak with respect. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. He's a good man. Dwarf is a good man. Please don't be mad. And, <laughs> God damn it. Anyway, so we didn't have your fancy schmancy putting George Lopez's head on a real child's body. Imagine this. Imagine like you're like your child actor and your parents come home and they're like, good news. You got the part. You're going to be on the George Lopez show. And you're like, oh, wow, the George Lopez show. And then you get there and they're like, yeah, your arms and legs will be. But we're going to replace your head with uh, 
actor-comedian George Lopez's gigantic head. And your friend uh, will be... Wait, what was the name of George Lopez's friend? Ernie. And your friend will be Ernie. All right. Hey, and George, I- it's me, Ernie. Hi. That's my Ernie impression. All my friends say it's really good. We love George Lopez. I can, I can tell you put a lot of thought and care to your Ernie impression. I'm not going to lie. All right. Okay. All right. Lime Jinjo. Yeah. Now, what show do you want to show me? All right, Asterios. A little bit of quick history. Okay. If you are a kid that was born from like the mid 90s to the early 2000s, then mm-hmm. you grew up watching one of three channels and you had to pick a faction. We all picked a faction and you had to pick one. So you could either be a Disney Channel kid, which was mostly girls because it was a lot of Hannah Montana and shit. Mm-hmm. But um, you could be a Nickelodeon kid, which was uh mostly by gender. Um, whatever it doesn't matter what gender you are, you could be gender either. neutral. Gender, gender neutral. neutral programming. It was gender okay. neutral programming, or you could be Cartoon Network, which was a lot of gross out humor or weird imagery like Courage the Cowardly Dog, Edda and Eddie, all that. I always liked Nickelodeon because that's where SpongeBob and stuff resided. Mm-hmm. So I'd watch Nickelodeon as a kid. And it's not that Nickelodeon didn't have its fair share of horrifying, horrifying shit. So, when you're sick as a kid, a lot of kids have trouble sleeping when they're sick. I mm-hmm. never slept when I was sick. Like, I'd sleep during the day, but at night, I'd just kind of sit there in the dead of night, and I'd have my television on. If you had your television on a Nickelodeon channel, depending on which channel you're on, you could be on regular Nickelodeon which at like 8 would switch to Nick at night, and thus at 4 in the morning you'd be watching reruns of George Lopez and only that. (laughs) But, if you were a real man, then you were on the Nicktoons network, which is where they played Nickelodeon cartoons 24-7 and nothing else. And, if you were on the Nicktoons network at 4am, then you would get to watch the greatest show ever made. Fanboy and Chum Chum, only at 4am would Fanboy and Chum Chum air. Nobody likes Fanboy and Chum Chum. It's gotten to the point where some random guy remembered Fanboy and Chum Chum, started talking about it, and now Fanboy and Chum Chum memes are everywhere. I never forgot about Fanboy and Chum Chum. Now, we had a similar thing when I was growing up. It was called Space Ghost Coast to Coast. I know what that is. Now, I know you do, because it's now famous. But, before the internet, you just ran into it. Like, it wasn't a thing, like, I mean, yeah, granted, there was IRC and, and BBSs and stuff, but the internet was like this thing you really had to go out and get. Now, like, when you're born, your house comes with the internet. Your house like, comes with Space Ghost Coast to Coast on DVD. Look, these days, kids are... I've coming out of the womb screaming about Zorak, Moltar, power bands. They they're brack their first word is brack. It just is. But when I was young, it was like you'd be flipping around and all of a sudden you'd run into Space Ghost, but it wasn't Space Ghost. Cause it was like overdubbed Space Ghost, and it would yep. be like a weird talk show, and they'd be talking to Joel Hodgson or the Woman who Bob Barker cheated on his wife with. Yep. That's weird. late night Adult Swim. Well, That's it, just but, Adult Swim. Adult, but Adult Swim wasn't a thing. 
at the time. See, that's the yeah. thing. It was just Cartoon Network. And I remember when I was real young, I just ran into Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Oh, God. And it wasn't, and then it like, and that show came out like two years later. But for some reason, they just ran the pilots of Aquatine Hunger Force at like 1245 on like a random Tuesday night. And I'm seeing it, and I'm seeing this thing about a milkshake and a meatball and fry. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? So like, so that, it sounds like Fanboy and Chum Chum is kind of a similar thing. A thing that was made on the Nickelodeon only cartoon network that was designed to be caught by like insomniacs and like designed to be loved and propagated by like insomniacs does does that sound correct no asterios see here's what i think would happen with fanboy and chum chum so okay. nickelodeon they they pitched multiple shows back then and probably during some of your time too they would okay. have these cartoon compilate compilation shows like oh yeah cartoons and stuff like that where it was pilots for a bunch of cartoons and they'd air all of these pilots together in like a 30 minute clump and then broadcast it to the world and the ones that did the best would be up for contract deals to be turned into full-fledged shows um i only know like three shows that got this treatment Okay. Um, there was Bravest Warriors, which ended up being like a YouTube uh, web series. Mm -hmm. um, and then there was two of them that were pitched to Nickelodeon at the same time, and they had to make the choice of which one they were going to pick up, because the other one was going to be picked up by Cartoon Network. So the Nickelodeon execs, they're sitting in a boardroom, and they're like, all right, guys, we've been pitched two shows, Fanboy and Chum Chum, or this weird-ass show called Adventure Time. We have wow. to make the decision which one we're going to pick up. All the execs, they sat down and agreed. We need to pick up Fanboy and Chum Chum because that <laughs> shit slaps. And wait, thus they picked wait, up wait, Fanboy wait, and Chum wait, Chum. Wait, 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 wait. All right. All right. You said that shit, quote, slaps. Yeah. Correct? Yes. Now, a long time ago, I tried to use the word slaps to just generally mean something good. Like... Like, oh man, that dinner slapped. Yeah, that's how we use it nowadays. That's what I thought. Sriracha told me that slap, my girlfriend, Sriracha told me that slaps could only be used to describe music that was good. I use it for anything. And do your cooler peers? What, are you saying I'm not cool, Asterios? Did I say that? Hey. I'm the coolest man on the block. There's no one cooler than me. I can't have cooler peers if I'm the coolest. That's entirely impossible for, for example zach morris incredibly cool he runs into the fonz he's gonna go hey the fuck zach morris is so he's obviously not cool to me i beat him in a fight don't know what he looks like but i beat him in a fight you know i'll be honest with you zach morris was more of a preppy he wasn't really the fighting type do you think you could take out ac slater who okay i'll tell you what this is an unproductive path I've gone down. Yeah. You are cool. Clearly you're cool. Clearly you're cool. Obviously. Now, does someone slightly less cool than you, however, still very cool, use the word slaps to describe just anything good? Pretty sure. I mean, I've seen it used to describe all sorts of things. Damn. Damn, bitch. Sure. Your pussy slaps. Okay. Again. 
again, there's no need. I will tell your mom you're saying these things. I, I can will. tell her right now. Do you want me to? Right now, I'll do it. Hold on. Mom! Are you okay if I start saying something along the lines of, Damn! This pussy slaps! Are you okay if I start saying something along the lines of, Damn! This pussy slaps! What do you mean? Okay. I'm gonna say it anyway. She said no, right? She said not really. Yeah, of course not! Of course not! She's heard me say much worse. I, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Our household is a household. That's the whole point of Jurassic Park. That's the whole point of Jurassic Park. Did you just think it was the fun dinosaur movie? It is the fun dinosaur movie. Of course it was. It was a lot of fun, obviously. But don't let your hubris. You stop to think if you can, but you don't stop to think if you should. I'm not going to actually go out and say, damn, bitch, your pussy slap. I ain't going to go out and say that. Everybody says that. But the next thing you know, you're in a job interview, you get a little too comfortable, and then you go, and then you go, am I good at jobs? Uh, Am I good at slapping pussy? And then the next thing you know, you're the president of the United States. Now, you shouldn't be in charge. I'll be honest. I don't think you should be in charge. You're 17. You don't fulfill any of the constitutional requirements. I don't, I don't think that, I don't know that we can trust our nuclear arsenal to a guy who spent $200 on a, on a fucking toy helmet. Hey, 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 I spent $300 on the SpongeBob Collector's Edition, okay, for the new SpongeBob game. So don't even get me started on that. Second of all, I'd do a better job at the nuclear facility than... Uh, fucking the guy that pressed that button and accidentally sent an alert out to Hawaii saying they were all gonna die in, like, the next hour, okay? i do a better job than him, okay? And three, I don't, like, literally slap pussy. It's figuratively. I'm not like Goku from the first season of Dragon Ball who literally slaps pussy to make sure if someone's a girl. Can which, we yes, say, actually happens. Can we say the P word? Can we say it? What do you mean? Might we, from this point on, there's got to be a nicer hoo-hahs. Can we say hoo-hahs? Coochie? No, that's also bad. Hoo-hahs. Cho-chos. Cho-cho? Let's say cho-chos. I don't like that. That sounds too similar to JoJo, which reminds me of the JoJo anime, which you people know, talk about on Twitter all the time. this podcast was almost about that JoJo anime. I've seen almost. JoJo, so I, I can, know. Of course, know. you have. Literally, every kid right now comes screaming out of their minds. I didn't JoJo, watch. Just I didn't watch JoJo until like Ooh, two months I've ago. I've got the super stand. Oh, I've got the duper stand. Hey, my name's a reference to a song from the prog rock band. Yes, I'm hey, a reference hey. to ELO. It's I'm better a than what people know about roundabout. I love JoJo, JoJo Mo. Go! Is that a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure reference? In the in the movie Star Wars Episode 9, they named that little tiny robot Dio. They named that little dumbass robot Dio. And the main villain of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure for the first and third season is Dio. You should, Asterios, let me see if I can find this tweet. 
When Star Wars' Twitter announced that that robot was named Dio, every single reply, every single one, was, um, Oh! JoJo's Bizarre Adventure! Oh my god! No way! A JoJo's Bizarre Adventure reference! Ah, oh, poggers! Oh my god! JoJo's Bizarre Adventure! It's from Rotten Tomatoes. Every reply. Oh! No way! Is that JoJo's Bizarre Adventure reference? Oh my god, I love JoJo's Bizarre Adventure! No way! Yeah, man, that's just how it is nowadays. JoJo memes. Yeah, just Jojo. keep scrolling. Keep scrolling. You're gonna be there for hours. JoJo. The Jojo. same, like, three pictures. Okay. Now, I've picked up a little bit of conversational JoJo's. Um, if... For example, if uh, someone goes, hey, 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 who drank the last Yoo-Hoo out of the fridge? I'll go. It was me, Dio. It was me. It was me, comma, Dio, because Dio is the one that says that. that. He's referring to himself. You thought your first kiss would be Jojo, but it was I, Dio. Oh, wait a minute. Thank you, because I absolutely was getting that wrong. So it's supposed to be, it was me, Dio. Yeah. Okay, so tell me about the YooHoo thing. I have no fucking clue. I've only, okay, just do, I'm just, halfway, I'm halfway just do me a favor. Just do me a favor. Just I can make it, it up. I just, want you, I just want you to say this phrase. Repeat after me. Okay. Go. Hey. Hey. Who drank the, who drank, okay, just, wait, wait, let me finish the okay. phrase and okay. that's mm-hmm. it, the phrase. Mm-hmm. Go, hey, who drank the last YooHoo? Hey. Who drank the last YooHoo? It was me. And if you don't shut up about it, I'm going to slap your pussy. I'm going to slap you right in the pussy. I'm going to turn your pussy. I can't say it. I feel so bad. That's the most violent you've ever gotten, Asterios. That part's going to be clipped and posted on Twitter for the next couple centuries. Every time someone's talking about Asterios Kokonos, they're like, oh, you mean famous comedian Asterios Kokonos who said this live on air? Shake my head. You okay? No. <laughs> Your stream's I, delayed, but I see you crying right now. <laughs> I hate the future is such garbage. 1K says in the live stream chat, Asteroid is canceled. <laughs> You're gone, Asterios. Oh Career ended in seconds. Asterios, I need to tell you something. Mm. This whole time, I was actually a double agent. Sent uh-huh. by famous internet comedian. I can't say his name due to legal issues, but I think you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> I've been sent by him to end your career via conversation. I've led you straight into my trap. You're finished. You're finished. End of podcast. It's over. Goal completed. Go buy his books on Amazon. I think it's called like Grace Book in the Universe or something. Hold on. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's it. I don't let's, actually fucking care. Let's move on from. We can talk more this. about fanboy and chum chum. Yeah, I think. Look, here's what I want to know. I want to know. Can you very briefly? And I, look, it doesn't have to be super brief. This isn't like a quiz, but like, tell me a little bit about the show. Who's the main character? Who's the cast? What is each episode like? Like, you know, tell me about this. All right. So there's two main characters. You got fanboy and you got chum chum. Fanboy, he uh, wears like a purple superhero outfit, and um, 
He's stupid. And they got Chum Chum. He's a lot shorter than Fanboy, and he wears an orange superhero outfit. And he's also very stupid. They live in a treehouse um, together, but it's not in a romantic way. They're like 11 or something. Okay, okay. Um, they know this wizard kid named Kyle, and uh, that's pretty much the main cast. And every episode is just straight garbage. The absolute, the absolute worst trash i think i've seen in my entire life it's so it's so stupid i can't even begin to describe it it's just something you have to watch asterios right now pull up look up fanboy and chum chum intro no no if you if you don't mind me saying actually this is a good time to introduce the show's format so here's how we're gonna do the show all right he's gonna tell me about one of his shows i'm gonna tell him about one of my shows then we're gonna go we're gonna take a break Watch those shows and then come back and talk about what we saw. And then you, listener, you can also take a break, go watch the show. It's kind of like, it's like a book club that you could be a part of. Or if you just want to hear us talk about them and you don't want to do the work, you don't have to. It'll still be funny. We'll come back and we'll talk about the shows and what happened. And that's the format of the show. What do you think of that, Lime Ginger? You good with that format? I think that's a fantastic idea and a great format, but I'm one of you now viewers. I don't know about Asterios the show, but don't go watching Fanboy Chum Chum and then reporting back to me. I won't be held responsible if you waste your your time, your valuable time on Fanboy and Chum Chum. Okay. I'm going to tell you about my show real quick. All right. <sighs> it's called DC Follies. Okay. Now, Fred Willard, famed character actor Fred Willard, he's the star of all the famous mockumentaries like Best in Show or Waiting for Guffman. He's a famous character actor. Everybody loves Fred Willard. He plays a bartender at a Washington, D.C. bar during the 1980s. And who drinks at this bar? Why, it's every famous politician of the 80s. George Bush, Bill Clinton, Dan Quayle, Michael Dukakis, Mikhail Gorbachev, Rush Limbaugh, all of them. They all drink at this bar. But obviously it's not really them. It's horrifying puppet versions of them. I fucking hate puppets, dude. With these big, weird heads. Disgusting, deformed. Their heads look like raisins like giant if a california raisin was just george bush's head and he was going like read my puppet lips no new taxes on felt like see that's not funny to us but back in the 80s you could be on the air for seven seasons just making fun of how george w bush how george herbert walker bush rather said he wouldn't raise taxes but then did hmm it's called DC Follies. So right now, we're both going to take a break. I'm going to watch Fanboy and Chum Chum. I'm so sorry. You're going to watch DC Follies. Lord help me. And we will be right back All after right. this. This program was made possible by contributions to your PBS station from viewers like you. Thank you. 
All right, all right, keep going. You were reading the okay. list of, of recurring puppets on DC Follies. Frequently appearing puppet characters. Uh, these are the ones I recognize. Richard Nixon, Ronald Reagan, George H.W. Bush, Barbara Bush, Woody Allen, Cher. Cher makes Wait, good Wait, do you music. know who Woody Allen is? Yeah, he's an actor, isn't he? You know what? No, he's not. He is a he's a writer actor. Yes, he is. Isn't he a pedophile as well or something? There we go. That's the important thing. Just yes. it's good. That's good that you know that. So I clicked Woody on Allen, his article and I saw his face. And I was like, "That's the pedophile, right?" Right. Yeah, yeah he has I, like an, I just a want, nineteen year old wife or something crazy it's like that. Good that you know. Look, don't learn too much. It's just if you ever happen to run into him, just don't. like. Yeah, just say you have to take a phone call and then just like leave. Yeah. You don't need to make a big thing out of it. You don't need to, like, you know, just be real casual about escaping Woody Allen, the pedophile. Like, you yeah. you can do it. I believe in you. All right, man. I'll take that into account if I ever run into Woody Allen. I'm t- you, might, you might run into him at famed New York hotspot Elaine's. I mean, he's like 84, and have you seen how he looks? I could trip him and break his femur. So it wouldn't be hard to escape him, but you know. But do we want to be giving sympathy? Because now, let me tell you the story that that is going to be run in some media circles. It'll be like deranged Zoomer assaults Oscar-winning screenwriter Woody Allen. Like you could, like you. The last thing we want to do is create a hero out of this legendary villain. He survived his femur being broken. What a man. As soon as he recovered, he went to the orphanage and... I'm not going to finish that joke. And see, there you go. Perfect. You wa- you walk up to the edge and then you... And then you, you stop. You, you think it's the old zigzag. I like this. I We can work with this. Uh, why don't we try to describe to our listeners real quick the six minutes of DC Follies we did see. Now, it opened with... Now, can you name the two people in the limo? Um, Ronald Reagan and um, some German guy. It's okay. It's okay. Prime Minister or something. I'm really the fact that you got look. You got half of the people in the limo. That's great. It was Ronald Reagan and Mikhail Gorbachev, the premier of Russia, the former USSR. Mikhail, did you notice anything special about Mikhail Gorbachev's head? Um, his teeth were always out. Keep going. That's about all I remember. I kind of already blocked it as a traumatic experience. That's okay. Mikhail Gorbachev famously had a big, weird birthmark on his forehead. I'm showing you a oh, picture yeah, of Oh, yeah, he had something on his head. Exactly. The Gorbachev puppet had a, had a big-ass birthmark, and that's how you know it's Gorbachev. You know what? I know mm-hmm. who this guy is. You want to know how I know who this guy is? Tell me. He was in an epic rap battle of history. Did somebody say birthmarks? And that's it. That's how I know him. I'm turning this off. This is real bad. Well, epic He's... rap battles of history is awesome. I love it for rap battles of history, man. They rap. They do know how to do it. That slaps. No, it's... No, it's... Look, it's like, what? what? Jesus versus... R2-D2? What? Wow. I bet 20 comedy writers can come up with uh, about a thousand lines. We'll pick the best 30 of them, and then we'll all go get lunch. Yeah. Anyway, um, so so Sam Donaldson accosts their limo. 
Yes. And uh, wants to ask questions about probably about nuclear, about a nuclear treaty. And uh, real funny. They run him over with their limo and they kill Sam Donaldson. They run over his head. At one point, like, at one point, so like they shake him out of the limo. They, they literally push him out of the window. And then at one point, Reagan goes, back the limo up. And they back the limo over Sam Donaldson. And Lime Ginger, how do we know that Sam Donaldson's been run over? Because he pops back up somehow and he has uh, tire marks on his face that look more like they smeared shit on the puppet. And then, mm-hmm. and then they push him back out. And Ronald Reagan's like, that's it. We're going to DC Follies. And then the intro plays. Now, what is DC Follies? It's a bar run by some, some guy has got to be a psychopath. He makes this, he has this bar in DC that all the funny celebrity puppets, they all gather around and they get their drinks and they play cards and stuff. And boy, there were some celebrity puppets there for sure. Can you name the celebrity puppets you saw? Uh, Sylvester Stallone, um, Dolly Parton, Richard Nixon was there with two go- two other guys I don't remember. Um, he was there, well, I believe he was playing a board game with Gerald Ford and Jimmy Carter. Yeah. Also, also ex-presidents. Um, and then, um, Nixon, Nixon was, was paranoid. He was paranoid. So every time he got up to leave, he would take a picture of the board game. He would use recording devices on the board game. Now, can you now I I know that do you see the satirical intent behind this? Uh I guess, because funny, he had recordings exactly. that he didn't delete, yeah. And that is DC Folly. There were seven like, writers hey, on this show? That's seven credited writers. Credited, so they probably credit- had like unpaid yes. interns, and even they couldn't come up with better shit. I they could probably- write a, I could write mm-hmm. something better than that. Okay, well, hold on. Let's get to work. Let's get to work right now. All um, right. Okay. President Trump walks into DC Follies, and um, let's see. And let, so, what does he say? He's like, "I'm dumb. I'm a big stupid idiot. I shouldn't be president." I cheated, and Russia helped me. I couldn't be stupider. Sometimes I think poo is food and pee is drink, and I drink the pee, and I eat the poo, and I go, yum, delicious food, I'm the president. What do you think? All right, that's good. But then the guy, the bartender guy, he comes up and he's like, hey, Trump, I see something's got you down. How about drink? I'd ask you what you want. But based on the color of your skin, I'm guessing it's something orange-based. And then the laugh track there in the background, they go, Oh, oh, that's that's genius! Oh, nice one! And then your turn. Okay. Let's see. Hold on, let me see if I can actually come up with something good. Um, okay. He goes, he goes, Don't wait up for me, Fred Willard. I got a hot date tonight. And then his daughter walks in, uh, Ivanka Trump, who looks like, like a hideous puppet. And Trump goes, no, not her. That's not what I meant. And Fred Riddle is like, oh, okay. All right. We all know about your incest thing. You're, you're cool. Whatever. We literally serve drinks to uh, 
pedophile Woody Allen here. We we don't care. At DC Follies, a place where every celebrity hangs out. You think they wouldn't all want to congregate in one place? Because if celebrities, they they do value their privacy, but I guess not in DC Follies because it's because they're just all here. And yeah, they're man. constantly referencing themselves and what they're famous for. That's what they do. That's what they do at DC Follies. I'm Fred Willard. I Later, I'll do better work. But for now, look, a paycheck is a paycheck. I'm Fred Willard. Then, what, um, Asteris Coconuts, you think you would turn down being the bartender at DC Follies? Look, you can sit here on your live stream just shooting bullets at dc follies from the future like it was the world's smallest barrel with the world's biggest fish but goddamn, they could pay you literally you would probably pay them 25 dollars to be on dc follies wouldn't you Asteris? and i'd say yes i would honestly i could really use the exposure maybe i could turn being on dc follies into more podcast listeners i could you go could on a little a media tour be like oh listen to the loudest podcast oh oh listen to the lime and the coconut you know, like maybe I could spin that into some. Hey, Patreon.com slash Jerry. You know, you know, I, you know. And so, and then you'd be like, "Well, what are you going to take their money? You could, are you going to take their money?" But then, like, behind their back, talk shit about them. That's not very nice. I'm like, oh, "Yeah, that's Hollywood, baby. Yeah, that's Hollywood." And they'd be like, "No, that's DC. DC Follies, seven six Central, only on ABC." I don't. know. What do you think, Lime Ginger? Well, that's a pretty good pretty good breakdown you had there stereos but now you're just giving me ideas of what it would be like if a puppet of you went on dc follies okay i'd love to hear a little bit about it all right so a stereos puppet he walks into dc follies and the bartender he's like hey what can i get ya and then stereos is like Oh, I'll just have a patreon.com slash Asterios. And the laugh track goes off and he's like, that's not a drink. And that's it. That's the whole joke. That's the whole joke. Notice how it wasn't funny? I really emulated the style of DC Follies by being unfunny. It's, it's hard to talk about unfunny comedy. It's difficult to talk about unfunny comedy. It is. Like, um... Because there's only so many ways you could say that's not funny. I would like to talk just a little bit more about how horrifying these puppets are. Um, now, a- again, they have big, gigantic latex heads. But I believe they have human hands. Was yep. that... Did you see what I saw? Like a bunch of human hands? Yeah, they were articulating too much. They were human hands. Yeah. That's... It's like the... They could have used puppet hands. They could have. But they were like, let's scare America's children just a little bit more. Let's really dig in and go for it. Let's really fuck them up in the future. Yeah. Let's make it so so that every time they walk into a puppet show, they run out of the room screaming, but for some reason they're aroused. Let's really mess with these kids. Let's really do that. Let's make it so that they fall asleep. They're sleeping in the middle of the night and they wake mm-hmm. up like, oh, because they have a nightmare about DC Follies. And they go downstairs to get some water. They open the fridge. In the fridge, a puppet of Cher. Then they wake up again and the torture continues. Every night, 
every month, every day, every year. It just keeps on going. I can't forget DC Follies. It's tortured me. I can't do anything anymore. I'm not even functional. Even when I am awake, all I just want to do is lay in bed and cry because I, I still remember the horrors that are DC Follies and those those fucking grotesque puppets, those disgusting puppets and their realistic hands. I I just can't handle it anymore, but I, and I can't the, look away. And the thing is, usually we go to, we use sleep to escape our problems, but the moment you fall asleep, much like Freddy Krueger haunting you, suddenly Ted Koppel is there. A, a Ted Koppel puppet and a Peter Jennings puppet. And they are just chasing you and they will never stop. Their little puppet legs are running and their realistic human hands are grabbing at your hair, at your neck, at your soul. Truly, the thought of ever being free from these abominations is the ultimate DC folly. Let's talk about fanboy and chum chum now before everyone turns this off. All right, let's play. Let's talk about fan. Okay, I'm gonna watch some fanboy and chum chum real quick. Oh, here we go with the iconic theme song. Whoa! Here we go with the fanboy chum chum. Kill cuckoo fanboy chum chum. And we're back. Um, I've just watched six minutes of your garbage. Now, uh, does it ever, ever, ever stop being annoying? Your show? No. That's the whole comedy of fanboy and cum cum. I'm sorry, fanboy and chum chum. <laughs> Was that a genuine... Was that a Freudian slip, or is that something you had in the... Did you have no, that loaded been, in the I've chamber? I've been begged to say that. I've been Yo, begged to say I that. Could, I thought that might have been banked. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, first off, I can't even blame you for that. Because as soon as I saw... I saw the name Fanboy and Chum Chum printed out. Like, I saw the the the, the VHS, the, the, the DVD art and i was like they should not have named that character chum chum it yeah. is one letter away for it's one letter away from disaster it's so like you it's kind of like you just fell into an attractive nuisance by calling it fanboy and cum cum I, I i can't hold that against you um all right so it's these kids fanboy and chum chum and they, they they're they go to school michael hogan is their teacher famed character actor michael hogan yes and he hates uh, them. they're no well, I hate them too. I kind of get it. They do everything they can to make Michael Hogan's teacher character unattractive. Like he's wall-eyed, his eyes point in different directions, he has a slouch, he's bald as fuck. He has a like, five o'clock shadow. He has a five o'clock shadow. Rotund. But I'm kind of he yeah, he's got a pot belly. But I'm kind of like, why? Why are they being so hard on Michael Hogan's character? Because the first thing he tells us is, like, fanboy and chum chum get left back every year. So I, I assume he's had to deal with them for, like, a decade now. 
I mean, yeah. maybe he's maybe there why he looks so terrible. He's just given up on life. Maybe fanboy and Chum Chum, they're like in like the sixth grade or something in this show, but maybe they're mm-hmm. in like their 20s and they just get held back because they're so fucking stupid. But what about have, but there's a thing called social promotion um, where it's kind of like for a bunch of grades, even if you shouldn't go to the next grade. You just do. Because, like, school psychologists, like, like, child psychologists figured out that, like, holding a kid back is, you're essentially creating, like, a small-time criminal when you do that. Like, when mm-hmm. you leave a kid back in school, you're you're telling him for his entire life that he's inferior and that he should he should get used to putting his hand in his pocket and then pointing a finger out and then pretending that that's a gun when he goes to the 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 Seven Eleven, that's what I mean? why fanboy and chum chum are the way they are. They've just gone completely insane. See, to me though, I think fanboy and chum chum might be like the exception that proved the rule. It's like you can't let these kids out into society. One of them's wearing their underwear. They need to be killed before it's too late. Before the virus spreads. I don't look. I don't know. If, aren't you supposed to like fanboy and chum chum? I think so. <laughs> now you're talking about murdering these children. Oh, don't don't get me wrong. I want to crush fanboy and Chum Chum's little tiny skulls. Oh, you did tell me? I, I didn't know this. No, I'm serious. I didn't pick this show because I liked it. If I picked a show I liked, I'd show you like SpongeBob or some other shows I might show you eventually. Do you think I picked fanboy and Chum Chum for fun? I hate this shit. It's a nightmare. I want to crush their little bodies until they're a mix of purple and orange pulp. And mix it all together. Drink it. Done. I hate fanboy and chum chum. It only gets worse. Now I'm kind of getting thirsty for some fanboy and chum chum. You actually made them sound kind of appetizing. Yeah, fanboy and cum cum. Oh, that's the, la- that's the last time I want to hear that. I have tricked you into saying you want to drink cum. Is this... Is this what Dr. Disrespect and Filthy Frank have taught your generation? I didn't just, watch either of those people. Really? I'm just seem to know a lot by about, nature. You seem to know a lot about Dr. Disrespect's marital issues. I just know he cheated on his wife because it was big news. Okay, before time. before we started recording, I'm just trying to get to know Lime Ginger a little bit. I'm talking to him while I'm making a cup of coffee. And I'm like, what streamers do you watch? Do you watch YouTube? Do you watch Twitch? What do you watch? Because I know he does. I assume he doesn't watch TV. Nobody does anymore. And I'm like, I keep hearing about this guy, Dr. Disrespect. You brought I, him up first. I'm not saying you brought him up. I didn't say anything about him other than that he cheated on his wife. That's I'm, all and I, that's, that's the first thing that he goes, oh, yeah, Dr. Disrespect, me and my siblings make a lot of jokes about how he cheated on his wife. And it's just like, oh, my God, Jesus Christ. That's pretty <laughs> but, much all I know him but for. But to be fair, to expect him to respect his marital vows is is a folly that one might only expect to find in our nation's capital. Like, of course he's not gonna. Of course he's not gonna honor his marriage vows. He's doctor disrespect. 
He went to school for being disrespectful. And he graduated. He wrote a thesis on it. He was like a resident at like a disrespectful place. All of this, and then he cheated on his wife, and then he's also banned from the biggest video game expo, E3, because he live-streamed in the men's restroom while he was peeing. Again, the most disrespectful place you could live-stream from, the men's room. Yeah. I also wouldn't want him at my expo. I wouldn't. No. I thought you were going to tell me that he live-streamed himself cheating on his wife. Eighty-three, and I'd be like, "Oh God, that'd be awesome." I okay. Well, you know, we can do. We can agree to disagree. Hell yeah, cheat on your wife live stream. Well, imagine just like you cheat on your wife, and then you stop, turn, face the camera, and say, "Hey, thanks for subscribing sixteen months in a row. I really appreciate it." <laughs> hey, thanks for the five dollars, sir. Nuts a lot, sixty-nine. Thanks. <laughs> hey, thanks for following. He just keeps doing that. Oh <laughs> That'd be great. Twitch should give us more freedom to stream stuff like that. Hey, check out my new indie game where I have to explain that uh, my that uh, that to my kids that they they now have two Christmases. <laughs> Don't worry, Santa'll find you at whatever house you're at. We tell Santa. Well, why don't you draw Santa a map? Be like, I'll be at mommy's house this Christmas. Don't worry, kids. Uh, it's an indie game. You can find it on uh, itchy.io or what? Wait, what is that thing called? It's it's just itch itch.io. Well, you can find it on itch. You can find it on itchio, and a dollar goes to the Susan G. Komen Foundation. Buy the special pink edition of my video game. Green light us on Steam, please. Okay, so back to this show. All right. Here so. we go with the fanboy chum chum. So did you like the so theme song? I really didn't. It was real. There is not a single shot of these two characters where they're not doing something with their face. And it really reminded me of what I must have been like as a teenager. Just nonstop mugging and attention seeking. And it kind of made me sick. And I feel like I should probably get my parents onto Venmo. And no, they don't, they use Zelle, which is like the big bank's version of Venmo. It's like if you're on Capital One, you can Zelle your, I'm going to Zelle them a thousand dollars and just the word sorry after watching six minutes of Fanboy and Chum Chum. I'm so sorry. So Fanboy and Chum Chum, they're in school. They're 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 one of them's got their underwear on the outside and they're both dressed like superheroes. And I mean right away it's just like I why are you letting them do this? Like you have to set boundaries. These kids are going to be fucked up unless you tell them like you cannot come to school in your superhero costume and put your fucking underwear away. Yeah, I mean, I guess they have a pretty lenient school system. Clearly. Like, no one in this show likes Fanboy and Chum Chum. I think they tried to write it so that, like, the kids watching are supposed to like Fanboy and Chum Chum, but no one else in the universe likes Fanboy and Chum Chum. I and kind of got that sense. In later episodes, they, like, introduce the fact that Fanboy and Chum Chum go to the 7-Eleven ripoff and get slushy ripoffs Wait, wait, called. wait. 
Is it called like 812? No, it's called like, I don't know what the place is called, but they get these slushy ripoffs called Frosty Freezy Freeze. And like, they're just as always getting these. And the clerks that work at the 7-Eleven despise fanboy and chum chum. And like actively try, one of them actively tries to harm them. Well, I mean, I actively I don't th- try I don't to think- harm fanboy and chum chum. Wait, you you said you do? I I do, yeah. You, you, what do you do? Do you like? Do you buy the DVDs and then put them in the shredder? Like, how are you hurting fanboy and chum chum actively? I print out a picture of them, tape it to a dartboard, go to town. If you land in fanboy's eye, you get. 200 points. Wow, you really hate Fanpoint Chum Chum. Yeah, man. Okay, so, see, now, I want to circle back around to, they are annoying in the, the, it's interesting, they're annoying in our universe, but they're also annoying in the universe they inhabit, which begs the question, why would you write characters who annoy me? Do you hate me? Is that, like, what did I do to the fucking creator of Fanboy and Chum Chum? And these aren't, like, are these 24-minute episodes? Are these full episodes, or is it, like, two shorts? Yeah, two segments. Two okay, segments. Okay, it's two. Thank 12, God. 12 minutes each. Okay. It's just, why don't you try to, you know how easy it is to create, like, an annoying character? It's incredibly easy. They uh, They have a lisp, and they fart all the time, and... They, uh, their hands are made of poo and their feet are made of pee. They're annoying. Like, like, it's not, it's not difficult. Like, um, it's hard to write cool, interesting characters that you want to hang out with. It's, they re- it's like they didn't even try with this show. Yeah, man. Fucking fanboy chum chum. Just an absolute nightmare. I think the whole team behind it was like, oh, kids are stupid. They'll watch it anyway. And I'm sure there are a lot of kids that watch fanboy chum chum and... We're just like, yeah, man. I love Fanboy Chum Chum. Anyone else that's at school here like Fanboy Chum Chum? And they talk about Fanboy Chum Chum on the playground. 2012 was weird. I'm sure there were kids like that. You're so casual about... You're just like, yeah, man, that's how Fanboy Chum Chum rolls. It's not very good. It's was It, it seems like it was kind of like your Vietnam. We were just like, yeah, that was the shit. That's just how it was. That's sucks, just, but you know, I can't change it. <laughs> exactly. The 70s were a fucked up time, man. Fucked up time. I can't be crying about it now. Yeah, so though so like a wizard, a wizard is added to the school and Kyle. Kyle is who's like a real wizard and he has like actual magic powers. He can make stuff yes. levitate. And he's mean. Like, the first thing we see Kyle do is he's, like, mean to a, just a random kid. He levitates the kid's pencil out of the room and then, uh, what is the door hit him or something? There's some sort yeah. of mean, what, what was the mean thing he did? You saw it. He just levitated a pencil out of some kid's stuff so that he could sit down in right. his chair. But, yeah, like, he, he explained in his dialogue that he was kicked out of wizarding school because he, like, Turned his teacher into a snack and then ate him. So Kyle's a literal murderer. Specifically, caramel flan. Yeah, he says it was flan, like a very specific Mexican dessert. He turned he turned his he turned his teacher into. Yeah, you're right. I didn't even put that together. He's not just a murderer. He's also a cannibal. Yeah. So I'm- now, usually in a cartoon, 
where you have a murderous cannibal child, you want your heroes to kind of be better than him. You want to root for your heroes and hope your heroes stop the villain. But in this show, it's like, oh, God, I hope this murderer gets away from fanboy and chum chum. But they're not trying to get away. They're actively trying to fuck with him. But they are fucking with the murderer because they want to be his friend. You want me to tell you how the episode ends? And yes, they are trying to be his friend, but they're stupid. Okay, yeah, I I do. So just just real quick for our listeners. So Fanboy and Chum Chum, they're like, we also know magic. And they start doing like just terrible little kid magic that like little kids do. Like where they wave a pencil and they go like, this pencil's made of rubber. And then at one point, one of the characters says, pull my finger. Uh, Kyle uh, uh, doesn't pull fanboy's finger but fanboy farts anyway and it is just the worst looking green photoshop gas effect i think i've ever seen it 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 looks terrible and kyle goes uh hey i didn't pull your finger and then fanboy goes that's the magic and it's like uh i'm trying to think to myself because he's um because fanboy goes pull my finger and it's like well there's only kind of two ways this joke can go Either he farts, which I see coming, and so that won't be funny because I see it coming. Or he doesn't fart, which is also not funny because then nothing happened. It would have been funny if he just fucking exploded and the series was over. That actually would have been hysterical, Lime Jinjo. It would have just been like, hey, Kyle, pull my finger. Kyle pulls it, he explodes into like meat and guts everywhere, and Chum Chum's like, (laughs) and that's the end of the series. I wouldn't have seen, you know what? That truly would have just defied expectations. I would not have seen that coming, Lime Jinjo. It would have been hilarious. Yeah. So instead he farts, which we do see coming. And then it's like, and then I had to stop watching. So how does the episode end? Okay, so like three-fourths of the way through the episode, Kyle's at lunch reading his book of wizard spells. um, And he's like, ooh, a spell to summon an evil murderous griffin. That sounds fun. And then fanboy, he comes up and he reads the book. And he's like, oh, wow, look at this cool spell. And he says it out loud, but then does nothing. And Kyle's like, ha, you're a loser, fanboy. So then the episode continues its format as, uh, oh, fanboy and chum chum. They're just fucking with Kyle. They just won't leave him alone. And then Kyle's like, I challenge you to a wizard off. And then fanboy's like. Wait, a wizard off or a wizard's duel? A wizard off is, I think, what they called it. But it was just a duel, yeah. No, it's just, it, wizard duels is like a thing from fucking um from uh, Merlin and the Round Table and all that. They were so just going It's just interesting that they magic. call it a wizard off when wizard's duel is right there. I, I, I'm sorry, I'm getting really pedantic about You're this. You're getting like, real nerdy about this, Asterios. Since fanboy it's fanboy jumps on, it's not you high call art. It a wizard's duel. We all know the phrase wizard's duel. All right, but anyway, wizard off. Okay. Yeah, wizard off. So fanboy's like, I like Kyle. So chum chum, don't tell him, but I'm going to throw the fight. So like Kyle's like doing real magic shit and actually trying to kill fanboy actively. And fanboy's just like, ooh, I'm a funny play wizard. But then um, as he did a couple minutes ago, it turns out fanboy actually did summon the evil giant griffin from that book. And it comes up and it swoops up and eats Kyle. And that's the end of the episode. Kyle's in the rest of the series. But, um, you know, he really got him. That's the episode. So there's, like, no real rules to this. Is this the kind of show where, like, they get exploded, but they're fine in the next thing? Yeah, they probably could die at the end of an episode, and they'd bring them back for money. 
Well, I mean, clearly that is what happened. Kyle got eaten by a griffin, and then he's just there now. He could have beat up the griffin. He has magic. It's not like yes. Chum Chum got in. Chum Chum's useless. Well, I mean, he you would assume he's useless, but they won the wizard's duel. They beat an actual magic user. So it's yeah. like, I guess props to fanboy and Chum Chum. Um, okay. All right. So what have we learned today, Lime Jinjo? Wait, let's do this. Whose show was worse? Was it was Fanboy and Chum Chum worse than DC Follies? Now I'm gonna now, now look. You go first because I think I got a hot take. Okay, I'm gonna say that Fanboy and Chum Chum is worse because DC Follies is this weird aberration. It's not like they were 50 shows in the 80s where a bunch of celebrity puppets drank at a bar. It was just like, what the fuck do you mean, DC Follies? What the fuck are you talking about? And then you watch it and your eyes kind of can't believe what they're seeing. Like, Fanboy Chum Chum, I bet there were like a thousand shows like this, just about annoying, just 3D cartoons of annoying kids being stupid and annoying. So... I'm going to say the fanboy and Chum Chum is worse because it's not just bad, it's mediocre. But that's my take. What's your take on this? I think DC Follies is worse because DC Follies makes almost no sense, even if you understand the references they're going for. It's not funny, even in the slightest. Um, It's not even ironically funny. The big appeal of fanboy and Chum Chum right now is people have started making memes of Fanboy and Chum Chum, like lip-syncing footage of Donald Trump talking to the Fanboy and Chum Chum theme. Or um, uh, recently these memes have been po- popping up where it's like a famous event or something, like someone recreated The Last Supper, but it's Fanboy and Chum Chum characters, and it said, The Last Supper, but awesome. And then <laughs> there's just all these memes like this, and it's just the dumbest fucking shit ever. And that's the appeal of Fanboy and Chum Chum right now. You know what? I've I've Googled Fanboy and Chum Chum memes. I see... Okay. I'm seeing a meme where Fanboy and Chum Chum are standing there, and the word child is over them. And then there's uh, some sort of uh, um, 7-Eleven employee, and over him it says, Anti-Vax Mother. And then behind him is a giant Slurpee that says, a long, healthy life. That's pretty funny, honestly. Mm-hmm. The idea the idea of Fanboy and Chum Chum at The Last Supper, I gotta see this. Look up The Last Supper, but awesome, and yep. you might find it. Last Supper, but awesome. It is, it's Fanboy and Chum Chum. <laughs> and famously, like in The Last Supper, Judas is the only one that's not looking at Jesus. And there is a character who's not looking at Fanboy. Is that the evil principal in in the suit? No, that is a guy that runs a comic book shop that Fanboy and Chum Chum fuck with all the time as they do all the other characters. Okay, so the so but would it be fair to say that the the comic book owner has an antagonistic relationship yes. with Fanboy, much like Judas's classically antagonistic relationship to Christ. Okay. This is awesome. Yeah. And and then finally, I'm seeing Fanboy and Chum Chum kissing, making out real hard against the lockers. Yep. Some funny, funny Fanboy and Chum Chum fan art. 
And you don't have any of this with DC Follies. You don't Wait, have... You don't know that. The Last Supper, but epic, and it's DC Follies characters. Look up DC Follies memes. You know what? I'm going to look up DC Follies memes right now. All right, tell me if you find anything, because you, you won't. Anything funny, at least. Because DC okay. Follies sucks the fun out of everything it touches. Okay. Um, all right, let me describe what I'm seeing. All right, I see Cher and Dolly Parton and the Reverend Jesse Jackson all singing like a church choir, but in DC Follies. Okay, I see Jimmy Carter talking to the actual Betty White, who's really there. Uh, I see Ronald Reagan, who's... This is going to be difficult to describe, but it looks like he's put some sort of Presidential Medal of Freedom. There's like a Presidential Medal of Freedom around his neck, but he's like hanging by that Medal of Freedom from a coat hook. Like he's kind of been hoist on his own petard. This is just screenshots from DC Follies. Yeah, none of these are in meme format. None, absolutely none of them are in meme format. No, you're these, right. These aren't labors of love created by the fans of this series. No, they're not. It's just Michael Jackson's here. And these puppets are horrifying, and yet the Michael Jackson puppet looks better than Michael Jackson did at the time. It's surprisingly kind to Michael Jackson. This puppet, I wonder if this was, like, before we, before he started, like, taking the bones out of his face. I don't know. Maybe Perhaps. this is, like, bad era Michael Jackson. We're all kind of like, we really like this guy, and we don't know anything about his personal life. He's yet to dangle a baby off of a balcony. He'll never dangle a baby. He's yet to be accused of touching Macaulay Culkin. That's that is in the distant future, the halcyon future. Sean Penn escapes from jail and heads to DC Follies. Come on, how are you gonna? Come on, how are you gonna hate on the phrase Sean Penn escapes from jail and heads to DC Follies? That's a Easy. that's great. It has, the, it has DC Follies in it. I guess that's true. Okay, well, well, listeners, a. Thanks for listening. B, tell us if you want more of this show, because if you don't, I won't do it. I won't. I'm Goodbye. too tired. I'm old. I'm 37 years old. I'm very tired. I had to take a nap to have the energy to podcast today. Okay? That's that's a boomore. B. If, mm -hmm. I was just going to say, if you have ideas on how we can make the show better... Please, for the love of God, tell us, because I don't think we can do this alone. No, no, we, we would, please help us. And then, obviously, in the comments to this, tell us which show is worse, DC Follies or, what's your thing, like, Spridal and Chim Chim? What's your show called? Fanboy and Chum Chum. That's when you were supposed to say Fanboy and Cum Cum. Oh, Fanboy and Cum Cum, sorry. There yeah, Fanboy go. and Cum Cum. Okay. Like, uh... Tell us if tell us which one's worse, which one's better, and why. Because I mean, this is probably one of the great questions of the ages, right, Lime Jinjo? Yeah, DC Follies versus Fanboy Chum Chum. There've been arguments about this on message boards for years. How were the pyramids built? Who's better, Kirk or Picard? What's better, Fanboy and Chum Chum or DC Follies? And the two. And they're ju they're just like peanut butter and jelly. You can't think of Fanboy and Chum Chum without thinking of DC Follies, you know? Impossible. Who's going to go out and just see Teller? I'm not. I'm not going to just see the Teller. Coin. They're too, exactly. Goodness gracious.
Well, Lime Ginger, where can people follow? You have another show called The Broskies. Can you tell people about that? Yeah, I have a show with my good friend Dylan called The Broskies, where we play video games, except it's edited down to only the parts where we're funny. And we have a podcast where we also edit it down to only the parts where it's funny. You can find us at uh, tinyurl.com slash thebroskies, and it will lead you directly to our YouTube channel. We also stream at uh, Broskies Live or twitch.tv slash Broskies Live. And yeah, that's pretty much where you can find me. I have my own personal YouTube channel called Lime Jinjo, and I have my Twitter account, Lime Jinjo, except the. Don't promote too many things. Don't promote too many. Here's the thing. Yeah, you promote. If you promote five things, they're not going to remember anything. That's true. You just keep saying, Broskies, 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 Broskies. Just go to tinyurl.com slash the Broskies. That's all you need to know. Exactly. Me and my friend, we're the Broskies. We make fun of video games. The Broskies. Tinyurl.com slash the the Broskies or just Broskies? Uh, The Broskies. Slash the Broskies. The Broskies. There you go. And uh, if you like this show and you want to hear more from me, you can listen to the Loudest Podcast, which is also hosted with someone who's younger than me and has mental problems. That's the show. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next time. Unless... You don't tell us you want more of this show, in which case I will stop doing it. Please, for the love of God, give us a second chance. We can do better, I promise. We will do better. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. The Lime and the Coke Nose was made possible by viewers like you. Come visit us at AsteriosPodcast.com. I'm an unpaid intern. Someone please save me.